the psychology behind the Super Bowl. This is going to be the science behind what goes into competition, the mindset of the players, and just competition as a whole and throughout history. A good place to look is ancient society Greeks. They actually came up with the Olympics, these games, to be viewed by the highest, basically, cardinals of the society, and they would choose men as leaders, but only for limited periods of time. And, you know, men would stand in front of 5,000 people, and basically they would have not only physical debates, but actually intellectual debates. And, you know, at the end of the debate or the competition, citizens would vote, and the majority ruled. And what they went after was something called eritas, which is the virtue of excellence found through competition. This was something you had to develop, prove, and then use for the good of all. And it's interesting because the Olympics are still around and some of these philosophies are still present today, but it's, it's fascinating because countries that actually have you know, more organized sports, there's less corruption. And this was a, a study done by Robert Washington and Bryn Maurer, who's a sociologist, and what they found was that in those other countries without institutionalized sports, there was actually more corruption. So it does bring some order to the, to the civilization. And what's interesting is the reason competition is really important is that the, someone named Washington lays out an argument that when so much of our lives is predictable and very routine-like, it's important to have sporting events to provide a community with the shared sense of suspense and excitement that can't be actually easily found anywhere else. And, you know, the idea that a game would be rigged is intolerable. So if, if people knew that the Super Bowl was potentially rigged, a lot of people wouldn't watch it or would kind of boycott it and root for change. This is because it kind of lays out structures in our society kind of as metaphors you can use for real life, like competing on an even playing field or not hitting below the belt. These are kind of rules that are societal norms and basically fundamental structures that we use to move forward with our competitions. And Washington pointed out that you know, it's through those sports that American actually frequently define fairness. And another kind of interesting contrast is that judges are like umpires. Umpires don't make the rules, they apply them. The role of an umpire and a judge is critical. They make sure everybody plays by the rules. And the, the interesting thing about the mindset of players is either they're, they're warriors or they're worriers. And the difference between this is some people, and there's an interesting differentiation that a lot of people don't fully internalize, is there's really those two types of people. So there's the warriors and the warriors. The warriors are so focused solely on the outcome result of winning, the benefit, the pleasure of winning, that it drives them to compete as hard as they can. But the warriors don't even take in full account the same mental space of winning as the warriors, they actually focus more on the pain of losing. So they are actually more likely not even to enter the competition. So what's interesting with the Super Bowl is these are like elite athletes that are basically all warriors. And to compete requires that they embrace uncertainty. And a lot of people have to do this. You're competing every day. 
You're competing every day against yourself, against others. We live in a capitalist society. You're competing every day. And that requires to embrace uncertainty that we instinctively recognize that this sequence of unscripted outcome, even if we lose, is more rewarding than a life pre-planned. That is fascinating. You can't live life in you know a perfectly planned environment. You have to have some random acts. That's why sporting events draw people in because it's random. You don't know the outcome. That's why people place bets, all these different things, is there's a lot at stake there. There's a lot of different components moving, a lot of different variables, and it's uncertainty that keeps the mind active. Learning how to frame competition as a challenge, not a threat, can help overcome timidity. So these people that are worriers, they're so focused on the pain of losing because fundamentally you need to understand that humans move towards pleasure and move away from pain. And, you know, there's, there's many cognitive biases that go along with that, but learning how to frame a competition as a challenge or learning how to frame, you know, going into a sales meeting or a um, business situation, framing it as a challenge, not a threat can help, help overcome timidity. And then you move closer to warrior versus a warrior and discovering the individual zone of optimal functioning, which they goes, they go over in top dog, this book. The Science of Winning and Losing by Poe Bronson and Ashley Merriman in detail in earlier chapters. And this is the individual zone of optimal functioning. So that's kind of the correct balance between fear and pain that motivates you towards the, the end game goal. And whether it's calm or arousal can also help people become the top dog. With experience, people learn that winning and losing are just short-term consequences to long-term goal improvement. That is vital. Short-term consequences to long-term goal improvement. What are the reason these people, like these men in the Super Bowl are competing? Well, this isn't the, hopefully this isn't the peak of their lives. This isn't the end game goal. They're hoping to improve their lives. If they win, their life is probably improved. And even if they lose, they were in the Super Bowl. Their life is still improved. And understanding that choosing when not to compete is essential for sustaining the energy for battles that matter the most. So, this is actually really important. So getting in little petty arguments and having your brain kick in that fight or flight mentality where you feel like you just can't let the other person win, it's important to root that out, pick your battles, and keeping the main thing the main thing. So if something distracts you and then you get into an argument, cut that out, root that out. And we like competition for that exact reason. It's dangerous and we want to be tested to prove ourselves. We want the thrill of the ride beyond the limits of our fears. Today... We have elite athletes competing in front of all of us for, you know, a, a really giant win. I mean, it's the Super Bowl has almost been going on 50 years now, and it's a giant social uh, example of competition. That's why this book, Top Dog, The Science of Winning and Losing, is interesting behind the psychology behind these giant sports competitions. And the Super Bowl is a great chance to analyze the psychology behind the players and I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I suggest you pick up this book, Top Dog, by Poe Bronson and Ashley Merriman, and fully understand kind of more of the psychology behind competition. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. Thanks for listening, and until next time.